welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Reese's and Animal Crackers together at last. No, that's not a thing. It it is. <laughs> I'm no, I don't. Wait, so it's Reese's? Is it Reese's peanut butter like, like M and M's like the like, or is it just the the mini Reese's peanut butter cups? No, I mean it's Animal Crackers dipped in Reese's peanut butter, dipped in chocolate. Ah, okay. All right, so it's it's a, it's the cookie coated or yeah it's a cookie coated within the the Reese's peanut butter cup okay yes it's so good why does everything that they come out with like this like top the last thing Man, that they came out with <laughs> i'm trying to think about how many like variants there are of Reese's peanut butter cups there's there isn't there a chip one where they put ruffles chips inside the yes there's butter- chips there's, there's the um, pretzels. pretzels one there's the Reese's Puffs one, but I don't like Reese's Puffs, so I don't I don't get that one. I love Reese's Puffs. Uh, I'm also thinking of. Uh, do you remember the the Snickers peanut butter squares? Oh, I was. Yes, those are, those good are really too. good. Yeah, actually. I like those. Don't they still make those? I think hopefully those are really good. Yeah, those are good. They had like three different kinds of those too. There was like an almond butter one. Hmm. Oh, that was really good. But yeah, I don't know. Reese's just keeps coming out with like a new innovation and then all of a sudden it's it's like oh no this is this is replacing the 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 previous thing that i thought was the best i actually saw reese's ice cream at the store yesterday oh it's good and i don't really like peanut butter ice cream but <laughs> reese's, reese's ice cream is delicious though it's good oh you've had it I, I love it it's like if i go for ice cream like it's reese's peanut butter cup or rocky road or that what was that um that's Stephen Colbert. No, I mean this is like a legit Reese's branded ice. No, yeah, cream that's that what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it, it it I have that. It's pretty good. I like it. It has actual chunks oh, of dang. Reese's peanut one, butter cup in it. The one in the orange, like yeah box. Yeah. Oh man, is that new? Because no, like I've never seen that before. That's, I feel like it's been around for a while. Unless it might be a, a variant that's brand new that I haven't seen, but I feel like I always got a, a Fall Reese's. Guys variant. Fall Guys <laughs> variant. It's a Cajun fries <laughs> variant. Cajun fries. Variant. Oh my, bruh. Talk about how Cajun fries. I didn't know Five Guys had Cajun fries until you told me. Oh yeah, see, I didn't either until the last time I had gone before we went, and like I thought they were delicious. They're so pretty like, good. You know what? We gotta guess them. They're pretty good. <laughs> that, going off topic, but look, if I can't have them in Fall Guys, I can have them at Five Guys. Oh man, I've always said, for some reason, I said if McDonald's had Cajun fries as an option, it would be kind of like. Okay, that's pretty. That's a pretty good like deal. Cause I'm trying to. Well, think. Why do I feel like they have them in somewhere else? Like in another place, they have Cajun mm. fries at McDonald's, or maybe I'm tripping. Now I'm on fries. Like ne- the 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 conversation here is making of the me chips. remember like other things, like the the shake 'em up fries at Burger King with the like cheese oh, pack I that you that. like. Those are so good. 
I remember that. But going back on the Reese's peanut, but it's because we always got, when we get on the topic of like just our favorite snacks, we always talk about just like weird snacks that came out during you know whenever we wherever we were in life and we just tried them and they were always delicious but they discontinue them actually yeah maybe this is a question what's your favorite discontinued snack i wasn't I prepared we, I, for this one i don't know if we've i don't know if we've <laughs> ever had this topic of what's like what's our favorite discontinued snack like just off oh just God. like real quick like what's something like, oh man i really i really wish that was still around probably like the original 3d doritos like the new the ones original. are fine but like the original ones were so much better mm-hmm. and like original pepsi blue was like so good but i feel like mm-hmm. the mountain dew like dark berry thing they have at applebee's is like the most similar tasting to that uh-huh. it like almost tastes the same uh-huh. what about you <laughs> for me it's it's a simple answer and that's uh hot cheetos habanero flavor hot cheetos oh yeah that wasn't that they long were ago either one month yeah that was literally for like one month i think and it discontinued it was my favorite it was the best one i think i've ever had and they stopped the hopper narrow flavor and i was angry about it because they didn't they didn't make any more yeah and i'm sure i've got like deeper cut ones but like mm-hmm. the question yeah, caught like... me mad off guard <laughs> but we I like how we always talk about like discontinued things and it's just yeah. it's just I don't think I don't know if we ever had this conversation. Just like what's our favorite? No, I don't think snack. not about foods. At least I know we've had it like last week about last like week game with the yes. <laughs> but food, but, I yeah. mean, might as well be a food podcast at this point. How many snacks we talk about? I mean, honestly, those shake 'em up fries at Burger King, the cheese ones, because they brought them back like years after. But it was like some kind of like spice blend, and I didn't like them as much. So like, uh-huh. I guess if I want to like it, it's a fast food thing, not but like technically a snack you could buy at the store but i mm-hmm. always really liked those or like you know limited edition menu items like certain sandwiches that they had at like wendy's like that mm-hmm. that uh, the the chicken sandwich with the like pickled chips on it that they don't have anymore <laughs> um we're, we're gonna go on about this i think we need to stop here before <laughs> we keep going more so we don't have Tropical Freeze to talk about this week for a very specific reason. And I feel mm-hmm. like I've been leading up to this by, like, saying it every week and just figuring mm-hmm. that at some point it was going to happen. A Nintendo Direct. <laughs> at so this point. week, yeah, <laughs> this this past week there was a Nintendo Direct. So this week on Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure, we are talking about that Nintendo Direct. So, moving on from that brisk conversation about, well, the rabbit hole of what the (laughs) Reese's Animal Crackers could lead to, my name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert, and I'm going to say to Robert, how you been? Uh, I've been been good, alright, you know, just maybe tired here and there, Uh, but uh, today's the big game, Dave, you know what I mean, so uh, probably, (laughs) you know, going to be empty out, going out today, but that's fine uh how about you have you been uh i'll say frazzled like i always say i'd like Mm -hmm. to stop saying i've been dealing with some personal stuff you know um Mm -hmm. but man nothing nothing can quite generate hype like a nintendo direct and we've seen nintendo directs that have been fine we've seen nintendo directs that have been drop dead just glorious Mm-hmm. And we get Nintendo Directs like this, which start out one way. You're feeling kind of, like, okay about this. Like, it's interesting. It's, you know, it's not the best Direct they've ever had. And then, bam, they hit you with something just incredible. <laughs> so, I figure 
I mean, like, if you've listened to this podcast before, you you know what it is that got me. Um, but mm. <laughs> for 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 the sake of like giving this direct some fair coverage, I'd say we should just go ahead and do it in order. Um, now I I have a list of every well not everything. There's a few like mm. couple little segments that it just it doesn't really matter um, if we cover it because I've got I've got nothing to say. And there's a few things on here that I have you know we're gonna have very little say about. Um, Mm-hmm. But they did start with uh, a Pikmin 4 trailer. This is the first time we've seen the game in action. Um, yeah. It's got like a, like a closer camera to the character, so it feels less... I mean, it still looks Pikmin, but feels mm. less RTS in presentation. Um, I liked what we saw. It looks very good. Um, I'm hoping there's less of this like character swapping like there was in 3. Um, there's a new dog thing. There's a new ice Pikmin. It just looks mm. cute. I'm, I'm not complaining about anything about this. It's, I mean, Pikmin, I don't have really any say-so about it. I've never really tried it. I know people are, like, you know, hardcore fans for it. So, yeah. what, whatever it may be, I, there's people that, you know, they put it very high on their list of just entertaining games to play and just, like, one, one of the best, I, I guess. Yeah. But from what you told me about the whole character swap, that's weird. That, that would have it was the third one that had it the character swap yeah so the the second one i believe also had it but the third one has three characters and you're like positioning Mm -hmm. them in different areas with different groups of pikmin to achieve one unified goal that's that that uh, gta 5 mentality of having (laughs) three characters in one game yeah um this one looks like it might or might have some kind of co-op i saw like we saw multiple characters in the trailer but i'm hoping that Mm. you just focused on controlling the one um I'm sure that you'll control... I, I can't make any guesses, but I mean, I can't see them just not building off of that. Um, what actually excites me the most about this is that I, I've played Pikmin 1 and 2 back in the day, and Pikmin 3 is the only one I've ever beaten. But mm. Pikmin 3 is not as interesting in, in the items that... You, like, Pikmin is all about taking items back to your to your ship, and it's usually, like, some kind of, like bottle cap with like actual brand name things on it or like a duracell mm. battery or something like that but in pikmin 3 it was just like fruit so it was like interesting to see that in pikmin 4 they've got like i don't know if it's brand name stuff but you are taking like unique toys or items back to the ship mm-hmm. now and that's something that i think like really adds to the identity of pikmin like oh i found this seven up cap um or this chapstick <laughs> brand oh, chapstick seven up cap <laughs> That's a yeah, cool the first Pikmin, reference. I think you can find the seven. Yeah, <laughs> like a legitimate like bottle cap for Seven Up in in either Pikmin one or two. So like it would be interesting to see if some of that stuff came back. Other than that, I mean, I think this is coming out in July. I think mm-hmm. so. It we're we're a ways off, but it did have a good showing. Then we get uh, some more expansion pass info for Xenoblade 3. Not much to say about this except for the fact that I, I told you I've, like, I dropped this game after like 24 hours realizing I was like maybe 5 or 10%. <laughs> I think what's funny is I, I like I think we, I, at least I personally dubbed this Nintendo Direct as some huge announcements and then add-on DLC packs announcement, too. There this was one had a, a bunch lot. of... Yeah, because Xenoblade 3 had their announcement, and there's not just the only one. We're going to have a couple just, like, announcements that just, you know, add-ons to already existing titles, which yeah. is... That, I guess that's... I don't know how I feel, how, just a whole direct base on that, but, I mean, we did get some good... But, but for 
I guess it makes Xenoblade. sense because Nintendo released like the three games that are getting expansion, like DLC stuff in this, are are like massive games to start with. Yeah. Um, but for Xenoblade, uh, never really looked interested. Like it wasn't it wasn't interesting for me. But since I know you've played it. You given your first shot, but for you to drop it after a while, it seems. I mean, interesting. It's what would you say about that? It's just too long. Like mm-hmm. there, there comes a point when you're playing a game and you're like, when like it's not a bad game, and we've talked about that game on this podcast mm-hmm. at least three times um, last year. It, it's not bad at all. It's just so involved, so many systems, so long, so many conversations to be had that you know when there's 50 other things you're looking forward to that you can play quickly um it's hard to get invested in something like that especially Mm -hmm. if it comes out along the same time as like another game that's like another rpg or something comes out but yeah i mean maybe one day i'll go back to it but it is just overwhelming and and it's not like it's confusing like xenoblade 2 is just overwhelming (laughs) um and the next one was kind of a surprise to me um, Samba de Amigo Party Central. I don't think there's been mm-hmm. a Samba de Amigo yeah. game since the one on the Wii. I might actually get this because I just like a rhythm game, and it feels very much like rhythm game plus, like, uh, 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 um, the the boxing fitness boxing. <laughs> and I like how I said this while watching the direct. I said it, and it kind of it's kind of crazy when you really do think about it. The idea of you remember we used to used to how do I put. It? In order to play a rhythm game, you needed a full arcade machine. You couldn't just have an a, a add-on or, or, or yeah, an attachment like or Yeah, like a dance dance setup or like a taiko drum or something like that. Like, and if they were, like, compacts, like, setups and attachments, they weren't that great. They were they were pretty, like, they were okay. They, they, they did the job. They did what they meant to do. But now with, uh, you know, uh, Switch having, you know, the motion with their Joy-Cons, you know, rhythm games like that, like, you know, Congos or, like, Shake em or Maracas, they're more... Yeah. They're much easier now. You don't need a whole setup for it. And they're, like, more small and lighter weight than, mm-hmm. you know, the Wii remotes, which is, you know... You know, you'd be tethered by the string with the Wii remote and the nunchuck. You'd have the, the wire between the two. Now it's just wireless. Um, You know, gyro stuff on the Switch isn't as, like, great because it's... It doesn't have the sensor bar, which I always thought really made things feel accurate. But like, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like you're, you're needing to point in any certain direction for this. You're kind of it's it kind of feels like you could like kind of miss like, for example, in fitness boxing, if you really wanted to cheat at fitness boxing, you could kind of just like shake the. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, I don't see any reason for doing that, like unless you were trying to unlock costumes or something, but. I'm I'm really interested in in this new Samba de Amigo game. It's one of those like mm-hmm. deep cut Sega franchises that like I always like to see. It's one of those uh, in the background of already other more popular IPs character. You'll see maybe a, a callback here and there. So it, it has been a while since you know we they've added a game in that franchise. Yeah, I think the last one was on the Wii. Just like the last Nights was on the Wii. What's next for the Switch? Mm-hmm. Another Nights game? <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Um, Fashion Dreamer was next. Not much to say, but I do need to point out that, like, <laughs> it reminded me of, like, the, the, the clothing screen reminded me of Animal Crossing. Also, it's just a game about pure drip. Hmm, <laughs> drip. Oh, cuss. Drip, you say now. <laughs> Come on, drip. Like Pokemon drip. <laughs> 
I have nothing to say about that game. There's games like this going back to like the Nintendo DS, like Imagine Fashion <laughs> Designer or whatever. <laughs> oh man, those I forgot about that. There was a bunch of like just shovelware like DS titles that just like customize this or there were shovelware ones but i think there's like some legit ones too that just looked like very simple from the like from like respected Mm -hmm. (laughs) developers and stuff but yeah uh dead cells is getting a castlevania dlc now i've played dead cells i really love their accessibility options to not frustrate yourself Um, Mm -hmm. that's the only way i played dead cells um but, like, the fact that it's crossing over with such a big, you know, name is really cool to see. Um, I don't have much to say aside from the fact that I thought that was cool. <laughs> what I do think I'm going to end up getting, though, and I believe mm-hmm. th- this was announced at some point earlier, or at least rumored or something, is Tron Identity. It's a visual novel in the Tron world. The Tron world is one of my favorite oh, worlds okay. in, like, movie fiction. Um, this looks like it has, like, light gameplay elements, but any excuse to get back into the world of Tron is something I would go for. Like, even if it's a visual novel. I've played visual novels. Um, they're usually, The ones I pick are usually good, so... <laughs> you're, you're pretty much like, any excuse is a good excuse to get back in Tron. Yeah, I mean, I'm waiting for a, a, a new movie here that I'm, I'm hoping is, is going like, to come out soon. They announced it. They did. They said it's still in the works, too, so it hasn't been like canceled See- or anything. A, a, a little such sidetrack off of that. I, didn't they announce that Daft Punk was working on the on this album or the for See, the soundtrack? I don't they know retired. about that because they did the they they retired. They did the second one and it's, it's uh, the Tron Legacy ch- soundtrack. It's really good, um, but I haven't he- actually heard anything about them doing this one. I I highly doubt. My, it. Must maybe I just probably made it up. Maybe just like just assuming since they did the first one. But mm-hmm. that's like you know after. But basically, uh, Tron they're having their uh, story tie in. I don't know if this is, like, connected to the movies or if it's just, like, something, like, some person inside the grid is, like, doing a visual novel or something like that. Uh Either way, I'm excited. Next was a surprise, actually. Um, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Now, I don't really know how Mm. this game works, but I've seen this game for years. This was a DS game, and they're redoing it for Switch. I think it's going to be on, like, PlayStation as well. Um this is like super hype for people i might check it out just based on the fact that i've always heard it's great and i Uh know the characters from like seeing them everywhere um other than that i have nothing to say deca police was next now if you remember when we watched the trailer for deca police i said man this looks amazing and then it you know i've got nothing against turn-based rpgs but I really <laughs> was hoping this wouldn't be a turn-based. I don't. Was, which one was this one? I don't remember this one. This is like the anime, like detective-looking one. Oh, okay. I remember. I remember. I forgot yeah. what I dubbed. I dubbed this one something else too. What did I call this? But then we saw it was a turn-based RPG. Like what did I, I honestly love turn-based RPGs, but not. I I was hoping this would kind of be like a like a action game or something. <laughs> Man, I don't remember. Why did I dub this? I remember I dubbed it a certain thing. I know. I, I said it looked like Yakuza like a dragon, but like, you know, anime. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Yeah, I remember this one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's. I mean, uh, there's only so much genres of games that. Oh, didn't I, I call. I know what I call. I said this is the L.A. Noir of anime. That's what I called it. Oh, <laughs> the L.A. Noir of anime. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember think that's you what I called that. it. I really liked the style of it, but mm. I really liked the style of Octopath Traveler 2, and I just cannot 
do another turn-based right now. I'm not even finished with One Piece Odyssey, and, you know, I've got the Persona 3 and 4 just sitting there on my PlayStation, man. It's just like, <laughs> I can't do another turn-based RPG right now. No, that's too much. I, that's too That's too much. That's, over, that's overwhelming. I, I feel like we're much. getting to the point in the Switch lifecycle, though, where more of those start coming out. It seems like towards the end of, like, a handheld system's lifecycle is when they start pumping out turn-based after turn-based. Like, 3DS did this, Vita did this, regular DS did this, Game Boy Advance did this, tons of stuff. Yeah, I yeah, uh, I see it. Now that you mention it, I do see it. Bayonetta Origins got a new trailer, so this is uh-huh. Cerise and the Lost Demon. Um, we kind of have more of an idea of what it's going to play like. Mm-hmm. Can't really say I'm excited. It is kind of like, I don't want to say isometric, but it does have that kind of like feel to it, like a like a Hades or Diablo feel to it, Um, just like yeah. in how you play it. But it's probably got some of that Platinum Games complexity. This might not be a day one for me, even though it is Bayonetta. I'm sure there'll be some good lore stuff in there, but I, for right now, I'm not awfully excited. I mean, about this one. from from what you're saying, that like w- from this year, you are trying to kind of cut back from a lot of just like you have to get it day when you're like I could wait off till I finish playing everything else before I you yeah. move on to this. So it makes sense like, why you're not like hopping on it. Like the fact that they delayed Jedi Survivor from coming Mm. out like the same i almost want to say the same day as this bayonetta origins game still doesn't make me want to you know get it right off the bat because Mm. i can tell you right now it's probably good i'm gonna go for a hundred percent in in like a dragon ishin and i don't i i don't think that's gonna be doable in under a month so yeah yeah um so bayonetta origins um, we'll see splatoon 3 is getting an expansion pass, mm. a paid expansion pass. This is interesting. It, it, it's sort of like we were talking about how we we theorized, mostly you, but we kind of theorized this seems like the ultimate Splatoon game, that this will be the Splatoon game for, for years to come, that 4 is not seeming any more possible, that they're going to want to try to really bring life to this Splatoon game more than any other. Yeah. I almost feel like they could do, like, a Splatoon 3 Deluxe if they do, like, a successor to the Switch. Which, yeah. after this Direct, almost seems like it's further out than, than we might anticipate. But mm-hmm. um, they're doing the Splatoon 3 paid expansion pass where the first wave gives you, like, uh, Inkopolis from the first Splatoon. So you'll kind of have all three hub worlds on one console because Splatoon 2 is still a game that exists and that people play on the switch Mm -hmm. and they i don't know if they showed any like huge details of it besides like the city and the shops and everything but what actually interests me more is the uh side order which is the second wave of splatoon 3's expansion pass this is like the what if uh marina won the splatoon 2 final Splatfest, and instead of pearl who like turned like Splatoon games are tr- like the the sequels um, are themed after like who won the last Splatfest. So this one was like oh, kind okay. of like desert chaos anarchy thing. So it's like what if what if future side won with like you know white buildings and just like futurescapes. So I, I'm yeah. really interested in that. It's probably going to be a single player expansion like the Octo expansion, but I could be wrong about it because they didn't really have any details. But that's mm. my guess. <laughs> Next up is a game we have seen once before, Disney Illusion Island. Um, this is 
like a modern take, I want to say, on like Mickey's Castle of Illusion or, you know, those old Sega Genesis games and stuff like that. Um, it looks like a like pretty competent platformer. Reminds me of like Rayman, you know, Legends a little bit. Except you've got like four, you can play as like Mickey, Donald, Goofy, and I don't know, was it Minnie? <laughs> um, I don't remember this. Yeah, well, I, it, it, it was like a brief this. trailer, and it's got that like Mickey Mouse I must shorts. Have, <laughs> I must have been somewhere else at the moment just like doing something that came back. So it must have just been, like, if it was a brief trailer, I must have just stepped out somewhere and just not seen yeah. it. Because I do not remember. I'm like, there was a trailer for, like, what? I'm like, what Disney yeah, it definitely seems like a smaller game. I think it's going to be like a $40 game. I've never actually gotten to play those old, like, Castle of Illusion games, but there's something that I've always wanted to play, and, like, they never add them to, like, the Sega Genesis online mm-hmm. thing. Um, this looks more in line with, like, what you'd expect from a 2D platformer nowadays, so it's, like, not on my radar, but it does feel mm-hmm. like, at least with the title, they're trying to evoke, like, this is a new one of those, like, old Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck platformers. Fire Emblem Engage expansion pass got some more DLC announced, and that's enough about that. We love Katamari. <laughs> Do you love Katamari, Robert? I've never played Katamari, so I cannot state I love Katamari. I I played it back in the day at um at a GameStop kiosk, like when the PS3 I, came out. <laughs> all I know it's it's about some demi son actual god i think and like yeah <laughs> he messes up the universe so now he has to fix it by collecting just random objects on planet earth and just throwing them back into the solar system it's it, that's all i know from it and you know more than i do because i actually didn't know that i always it's, just it's, thought it's, of it as well, that game where i'm rolling around a ball that just gets like buildings stuck to i'm it. pretty i'm pretty sure that's the, that's the the backstory that he messed up some part of the universe and now he has to fix it so then he goes somewhere and just collects random things to throw yeah. into the universe it's probably it actually i'll be able to confirm that because they're putting the first one on a game trial like at the end of this mm-hmm. month or sometime and i think they're giving enough time to actually beat the game because i don't think it's like but a like six to eight hour game so i'm gonna definitely like yeah. play the first one and see if i want to like invest in the second one um but yeah it's always been one of those series i've like just never gotten around to playing there's a couple of them there it's getting through these kind of fast because there's not there's gonna be a lot more to just, say about a few of these i know later but because they're just announcements of just dlc it's not really much yeah. to go in on um omega strikers is a free-to-play game that looks like eerily similar to mario strikers um mm-hmm. now the re like i wasn't gonna put this on the list because it was like eh you know but i, I just need to talk about like how mario strikers for the switch seemed to be like a huge like disappointment like the dlc's mm-hmm. already done for it you never hear anybody talking about it it just seemed like it came and went and speaking as somebody who hasn't bought the game yet um but i played the demo it's just not it was not accessible Mm. there was like 50 different tutorials for very simple things and i was very like i wasn't comfortable playing it you've got like so many different mechanics at play so many different buttons that you have to press when it just seems like a mario game like a mario sports game should be you know easy to pick up and play anything from yeah. nintendo is usually easy to pick up and play so this game felt like mario strikers felt very anti-nintendo it's it's one of those things where nintendo and it's mario ip it's 
it's for in in a way it's not that it's meant for for the younger children audience but it's meant for everyone at young at heart so it is meant to be much easier because when when you're a kid you do like the sonics and the mario so it's like you would assume that they're they are targeting for everyone but that's the idea they're targeting for everyone not only for people who maybe can understand the the difficulty of just kind of like the controls and mechanics but it's for kids who are barely starting playing you know they're barely playing video games so they won't understand it so it's kind of weird that you're telling me that it doesn't have just simple mechanics and it's just a simple game and it's more of this weird just like you know techno technological and like and like felt like they wanted to do a big esports game but Mm. that's not really what and that will play the switch for that's what kind of turns away it's it's weird it's like smash bros can be played at a higher level but it's also could be played in such a casual level yes that's, what that's makes the it perfect good. example that, too. that's like what makes anybody it great can pick that, up and play smash bros you press a yeah. few buttons and you do something cool yeah that's what i'm saying like it's weird that they wouldn't do that for this like it, it could be played at a higher level but it also could be played at a, at a you know beginner's entry level so that's what i'm saying that's weird that they would do that yeah on top of that a lack of single player content mm-hmm. um you know meaningful unlocks and stuff like that and kind of a nerfed roster from what like a lot of mario stuff got nerfed after some kind of change like you don't see as many interesting or unique characters in like the new paper mario games that you did like in back in like thousand year door and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um it uh, the series like the mario series as a whole is in a weird place i feel like the movie is giving it a chance to have like more of these unique ideas because they recently showed a poster and there's like a like a blue shell actual like koopa <laughs> in in the movie poster so it's uh-huh. like okay maybe they're letting them kind of like run free with with a few of these wild ideas but yeah omega strikers that's what we were talking about a game that looks exactly <laughs> like mario strikers but is free to play <laughs> um Etrian Odyssey Origins Collection is just... It, those are all DS games. Um, mm-hmm. The reason I bring this up is because they have a very unique feature that, like, like Persona Q and Q2 have, where you, like, your mm-hmm. job as you explore these first-person dungeon-crawling games is to create the map. So you're kind of, like, drawing the map and, like, plotting where chests are or certain enemies that you can't, you know, attack um Mm -hmm. at your current level to come back to and like where certain switches are or teleporters or doors or like locked doors and stuff like that um i've given a game like this uh, a fair shake persona q Mm -hmm. but like it's it's very taxing (laughs) to 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 do Uh the map um so they have like an auto map thing in this one but i just wanted to bring it up because like i do have experience with a game that is very similar to this also by atlas um you gotta be super patient and like detailed if you want your maps to make sense um that's all i gotta say about i don't know why i had to go on to that like um what's the (laughs) why i had to like state all that but i just felt like Mm. i needed to because i've never talked about the fact that i've played persona q on this podcast and it is literally like (laughs) the same type of game (laughs) uh advance wars one plus two Hey, you remember that game? <laughs> this is the one that was announced how many years? A year ago? Oh God, no! It was like two years ago, maybe two. Definitely, and a it half. was. A, it was announced a while ago. To, yeah. To really think about it. Now this was delayed, uh, I believe, till December twenty twenty one, and then it got delayed again, and then 
a world event happened, and I believe that that may have been the reason for it being delayed even further. It's finally coming out in April. Um, I just think they're just going to try and get this one out probably and not delve too much into it. I just am happy that I'm finally going to get to play the first two Advance Wars. Yeah. I played Days of Ruin, and I'm pretty sure that that one was originally canceled in Japan, but then released uh-huh. as like a Nintendo award thing or something. Um, but that one's like totally different thematically from, from Advance Wars 1, 2, and Dual Strike. Anyway, um, they announced a new mode where you play as Magalore is coming to the Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe game, which is coming out here pretty soon. Um, they also mm-hmm. announced a demo. Uh, I played the demo. Very, like, nice demo. I, the demo of this game was actually longer than the original Kirby Game Boy game, which I beat in 25 minutes. <laughs> I think it should be pointed out that this is the first Kirby game on the Switch that's in 60 frames. <laughs> Man, isn't it isn't it weird that this Direct just seems, at, at this point, from where we're at, it, it seems like, man, there's really nothing going on. I Trust mean, it me, seems it, it gets, fine. It gets, but... yeah, it, it gets better. But then I was like, this is just announcement of DLC add-on with a couple of good announcements. But trust me, those announcements are really good. Just stay, stay with it. Yeah, stay with actually, it. Robert, there was a hint in something that I just said that pertains to an announcement. <laughs> I said the original Kirby game for the Game Boy. Now, now, Daniel, why were you playing the original Kirby game for the Game Boy this week? Did, did you why not have anything? <laughs> well, let me tell you, Robert. <laughs> They announced, finally, I might add, thankfully, I might add, Game Boy games for Nintendo Switch Online. And this is for everybody who owns an online membership, has the the Game Boy Online app now. God. And the launch lineup? Let me tell you. Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. Mm. The Kirby's Dream Land, a game you can beat in 25 minutes. Uh, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, Tetris, the actual, like, best version of Tetris is the Game Boy version of Tetris, and let me tell you, I've already been playing it. They've got some Game Boy Color games on there, too. They got, like, the Alone in the Dark Game Boy Color game from, like, 2000 or whatever. They have Wario Land 3, which I actually owned, uh, back when I had a Game Boy Color. Let's see, what am I missing here? I'm missing one. Oh, yeah, Link's Awakening Deluxe, so... If you uh, liked the Link's Awakening on the Switch, you'll love the Link's Awakening for the Game Boy Color. Uh, and a few other things that uh, like are just not on the tip of my tongue right now. But then they show like what's coming soon, like Zelda or uh, Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Mm-hmm. The the two games that are like Pokemon Red and Blue, except that they're like two different games and not like the same game. Um, the Pokemon trading card game for the Game Boy Color, which I had as a kid. That's a great game. And a few other things. Um, I read somewhere that they showed like Kirby Tilt and Tumble, which means uh-huh. like, y- like, you know, that game, that's the one where you have to like move the Game Boy around to like move Kirby. Um, mm-hmm. so if that comes that like opens the floodgates for like so many other things. This is, this is so exciting. It's pretty good announcement, honestly. It's, it's like, been so we, long. We, we could do Game Boy Revival now. <laughs> it's probably even been like rumored for so long too. Yeah. So, they could have just stopped th- with that, right? <laughs> they yeah, could've. that that would have been enough to to be like, okay, that's that's cool, it's interesting. They added something to the expansion pack too. Game Boy Advance. Advance. Game now, Boy you say. Advance. So it didn't launch with much. 
Mm-hmm. It, it did launch with a game that's never been in North America, which is Kuru Kuru Kurin. Um, it launched with Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, an mm-hmm. excellent game. Super Mario uh, Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3, with the e-reader levels. See, that is, I think that's great that they have yes, put the e-reader I believe you can levels. access them from the menu, too. See, that's great because those were some lost media levels that they were gone f- throughout time. Like, you yeah. cannot get them. Um, they added Minish Cap, which is the a Zelda Game Boy Advance game. I'm drawing a blank on a few of the other ones that they added. Oh, Wario, WarioWare Inc. So I'm hoping like they add Wario Land 4. Now, it should be mentioned, you cannot rewind um, Nintendo 64 games on the Switch Online, but mm. you can with NES, Super Nintendo, Game Boy games, and even Game Boy Advance games, you can use the rewind feature on. Um, See... <laughs> I'm gonna be real for a second. I forgot that was a, a a feature, and I remember I was playing it, and then out of nowhere, I did it by accident. I said, "No way, this has been a feature." So, for whatever game we've ever played to revive on Super Nintendo, I've been doing it no reversals. Like I just been doing it mm-hmm. like without ever thinking about. Let me reverse real quick. Well, when you do it in on like two player, it it, it won't let you rewind. It'll only let you mm-hmm. rewind if you're playing like solo. Um, oh, yeah, they added Mario Kart for the Game Boy Advance. First Mario Kart I've ever played. I still have my copy. <laughs> um, and then they, they showed, like, what games are coming. Uh, I really wasn't paying attention because the first one they showed was Metroid Fusion, which means that's probably the first one we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, get added on in the future. Um, if you love Metroid Dread, you might want to play the prequel to it. Um, <laughs> but, like... What a megaton of like, and I've already started a new file of WarioWare on like, and it's so good seeing those games on the big screen like that. I was just like, God, this is amazing. That was pretty good. I mean, I think that alone would have made this direct like it's good. Like that's that's a good direct to end with. Yeah, we're not done yet. That that was actually like the hypest thing I probably could have thought of because I've been saying that they should do this for a couple of years now. That is someone's uh, wishful fulfillment, like fulfilled. Like that's their, that's what they wanted, and it, it, it got it got announced. So I I think we've built up to it long enough. <laughs> Just the most actual, like jaw dropping announcement came immediately after this. So mm-hmm. like we had Metroid Two on the the Game Boy app. We have mm-hmm. Fusion coming to the. Uh, Nintendo Switch Game Boy Advance app, but like Metroid Fusion launched alongside another game in 2002, and it was actually a Metroid really? game. <laughs> Interesting. And it was the it was the first game created <laughs> by the developers of the game we've been talking about on this podcast for the past couple of weeks, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and, and the name of that studio is Retro Studios. Man, I mean, I'm genuinely saying this. I know. You were down, you were fatigued, you were whatever. I've never seen an announcement make genuinely you be genuinely happy. And you're just like, I'm going to go download this right now. Like it was without a question. You were actually excited for the shadow drop. I I I I am man enough to admit that I had tears coming out of my eyes for this one. And I, mean, I, I felt like, like, I know the Dread announcement was, like, the best announcement I've ever seen. I don't know if this tops that. But, like, in the moment, I was just blown away that Metroid Prime Remastered was not only announced, mm-hmm. but 
but came out the exact day with the physical dropping later in the month. Talk about actual Megaton. <laughs> God. And it's so good. I've been playing it. They touched up everything. It's like the assets were redone. It's moving uh-huh. at 60 frames. It's got a modern control scheme. Calling this a remaster, I feel like, does it a disservice almost. It's that much of a, a glow up. It's one of those things where... It was rumored for so long, and it just was like, at some point, will it happen? Could it happen? Not only did it was announced, but it was a shadow drop. It just released, like, yeah, like, you can play it today. Go go play it right now. Yeah, it's one of those, like, just mind-blowing. Like, this is probably my favorite shadow drop they've ever done. Like, I've had some hype shadow drops, but there, there's just nothing I think that that can top this unless they do mm. Metroid Prime 2 Shadow Drop and then I'll be like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Because I really, you know, now that they've opened that floodgate, I want all four Prime games on the Switch. I mean, at this point, with the first one being on there, it's only right. I mean, it's like how Returns is, is like Tropical Freeze and all the original DK games are on. Yeah. You know the Switch? Why not Returns? Just, just put it on there. And get this. Like, just going on Donkey Kong Country, I would be so hype if they put the Game Boy Advance versions of those games on the, the Switch Online as well. Because, mm-hmm. like, we have the Game Boy Advance Ooh. version of Super Mario 3, so, like, why not put Donkey Kong Country? What, why not the Land series for the original Game Boy? That well, we have Land 2 on there already. I would, I would, because those are technically considered different games. Yeah, they're, they're nothing like, um the super mario bros games they're like mm. there's like a halloween world in in land 2 um the first one i don't know if i've ever played the first one so i'd be hyped to put that on there and then mario land 3 is just mario land um mm. i don't want any gaps in these libraries like they like add them add the games in over time but like i will be so happy if there's no gaps like on the super nintendo and the nes there's no gaps it's like everything is mm. there um, so it would be kind of cool to have that with the with the handheld ones as well. But yeah, Metroid Prime. Um, I don't. We're, we're probably not going to talk about it in depth today. But I, I've been playing it, and I've just kind of like had these thoughts going through my head. Retro mm. Studios really is to me the modern day version of classic Rare, where yeah, it- like Returns feels like. A rare game. And, you know, Metroid Prime 1, 2, and 3 feel like Retro's version of a rare 3D collectathon. Yeah, it, it's it's weird because... Oh, man, when I said Lands, were you thinking about Super Mario Land? Oh, you're talking about Donkey Kong Land. I'm talking about Donkey Kong Land. I was, I was like, wait, were you... I was Dude, like, I don't if they put Donkey Kong same... Land on the... Oh, That's my God. That's what I'm God. saying. Those. That's what I'm saying. Why not? Oh yeah, they're, te- they're considered different. Ga- they're technically considered different games. See, I, for a second, I was confused. I was like, they don't have the Donkey Kong Land series. Yeah, just some thoughts I've been having on on you know a comparison I can make between retro and rare, kind of like doing very similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, like and Ma- makes to sense. their credit, Metroid Prime is the perfect realization of of two D to three D. It is literally yeah, yeah. a Metroid game. There is, it is not different. It is not like going from Donkey Kong Country to Donkey Kong sixty four. It is going from let's just take a two D Metroid game and make it three D. Um, I mm-hmm. get lost a lot, and I'm having. I've never actually beat the original, 
and I'm actually further than I've ever been now, and I'm like creeping up towards the end here. So um, mm-hmm. I'll have more to say about that after our coverage of Tropical Freeze because I plan on doing a, another playthrough. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So you gotta cool us down after all that hype, right? With Batten Kaidos remastered, that was pretty now, this good. Is, yeah, right, yeah. Um, so they got Bat and Kaidos Remastered. This is something that people have been actually looking forward to. These are like old GameCube games. Um, I've never played them, but I've heard of them. Uh, mm-hmm. New Fantasy Life game. Uh, I remember the, 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 the 3DS one. Actually, for a lot of people, the Professor Light, uh, the Professor Layton and the New World of Steam announcement was like a megaton because there hasn't been a Professor Layton game in like literally years. I've never personally played it, but I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see why it's like could be the announcement of the show for a lot of like fans of the series because they're like traditionally great games mm-hmm. it's, it's always funny to me how there's like so much i've played yet so much i haven't even like delved into mm-hmm. um so that was cool to see um mario kart 8 is getting its next wave of tracks in spring they're adding a new yoshi's island track i like how the maps alone like the the race courses were alone like good enough they mm-hmm. did something i think that actually is pretty interesting yeah brand new characters to mario kart 8 that's Deluxe. interesting <laughs> yes i was not expecting that so it's possible to add new characters so i mean it's like it wasn't but it's like they're willing to do it you know they're willing to do it they're they're like amping it up here in the in the second half of the of the expansions they're adding birdo i'm wondering now if they'll like only add birdo in this one or maybe they'll add more that'd be weird if it's just one i mean like there's some characters like Funky Kong or Rob that aren't in the game mm-hmm. yet. There's some characters from Tor like Dixie Kong or like 8-bit uh, Donkey Kong Jr. or whatever that that, that that I would like to see in this game. Especially Dixie Kong or maybe some of the costumes for the other characters are like the Luigi's Mansion version of King Boo that's in Mario Kart Tour. Mario Kart Tour has all the good characters. <laughs> it does, man. Oof. I wish... Eight, I would have more skin options, honestly. Yeah, really though. Uh, we've got so many versions of like Mario, Luigi, Peach, all those mm-hmm. that like. There's a lot of slots there that could be, you know, bring in some 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 fresh new characters. Um, and the direct ended with, as expected, uh, a new look mm-hmm. at Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I was watching this with the thought that like, it's probably not gonna score is high because it's going yes. to be kind of it's, built on the you know the the emphasis that that breath of the wild was and it's kind of going to do yeah. a lot of the same things it's not that it's going to be not score as high because it's bad it's not going to score as high because breath of the wild was such a different shift to the series so that's why it was like highly praised mm-hmm. this is like if it just continues on what was already built it's not that it's bad but it won't be as like ground defiant like series it, you know that and i understand what you meant by that like it won't be as highly regarded as as breath of the wild when it came out so i like i went in to the trailer with with that thought and towards the mm. end of the trailer i start getting like i start feeling more and more like that thought might not actually be right when i see all of the new stuff at play here like it's like car thing or like like flying wild mm scenario so now i'm like oh maybe it will do something like groundbreaking like if there is a game that i could i mean it's a great team that makes breath of the wild and there is nothing Mm -hmm. inherently wrong with that game aside from weapon durability so you know what 
I would score it higher <laughs> if they gave you the option to turn off the weapon durability. But that's just me. <laughs> I think that should be an option. The weapon durability. If they like, if yeah. they re-released yeah. Breath of the Wild and took out and just Breath of the Wild with no changes except they took out weapon durability and they crossed out Breath of the Wild on the box and put Tears of the Kingdom, I would give it a ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, it's like I just uh, weapon drip is just like that's a that's like one of those things where why was that an idea? Like why? Yeah. That's just why, terrible. Why is that a thing here? I don't uh, know. It's just it gives it just it's more mechanics, more crafting, more. It's like stop it. We don't need bloat. We need a sword that doesn't break. I think for the overall direct, like how we said, stick with it because initial take is DLC announcement, but shadow drop. Metroid Prime, Game Boy, and Advance both being announced, you know, and dropping, and obviously Zelda getting a new trailer showing more about it. What would you always say towards the end of a Direct? What would you rank this Direct amongst other Directs? High, low, medium, okay, you know, where where would you put this at? This Direct, I've given it some more thought. This Direct gets an A. An Um, A? It, it absolutely started out slow there was interesting things there if it had continued down that path it would have been a b minus but then we get these like three rapid fire succession announcements of things that just ring so true um to me game boy game boy advance metroid prime that there's no way i could rate this anywhere under an a i would probably rank it uh, with, I'm not, I'm not really that much into a lot of things on, you know, it's just general, just a lot of things. It's kind of hard for me to get like an A rating. I give it a B just for Metroid shadow dropping alone. And also the Game Boy add-ons. It's just a lot of other stuff that are pretty like Mario Kart having a new character. I give it like a, probably like a B rating. It wasn't terrible. We've had, I think the last direct before this one, I would obviously ranked that much lower i think the the last direct had more i was overall interested in yet it was just weak yeah it 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 did have like a lot of like games that i had a mixed reception to it did have a lot of Mm -hmm. things that i was just like yeah i'm gonna get this yeah i'm gonna get this yeah i'm gonna get this but getting it because I want to play it and just being over the moon for it like I was with mm-hmm. Metroid Prime or like the it's Metroid different. Dread Direct when, you know, um, back in 2021, which was now that was probably the direct, like the best direct they've ever done. That 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 one that they did in the Summer Games Fest times in 2021. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if, if this one had just continued down that like safe path that it played in with like a few little like, oh, here's Ghost Trick Phantom Detective stuff like that it, it would have mm-hmm. been like a lobby but like this was wish fulfillment at its finest towards the end for for me so uh-huh. yeah um definitely a, a worthwhile direct now begins the wait for the next direct and it's maybe metroid prime six two, months three four we'll see anyhow speaking to drip like in That's, that fashion design that was game. like <laughs> minutes ago it was like Man, speaking of drip, look at me, the master of transitions. (laughs) (laughs) For reference, earlier in the episode, we talked about Fashion Dreamer, a new Nintendo Switch game about fashion dreams. Uh, We have Pokemon Drip, uh, Ruby and Sapphire, where we look at the gym Mm -hmm. leaders from the newest version of Ruby and Sapphire. And this week we are looking at the fifth gym leader. He's a normal type gym leader named Norman. 
His name is Norman. <laughs> normal? That's just a type normal. Yeah. That's a, that's it's, a type. It's, there's a type of Pokemon entitled normal. Um, Jigglypuff is normal. Chansey is normal. Stuff like that. Um, now, Norman is actually your character's father. Really? Yes. So you have Brandon and May, and Norman is their father. Um, that's interesting. So Norman's got a white shirt. As a normal Pokemon trainer would have. He's got some like sweatpants, some of those wooden sandals, and an admittedly alright red coat. But he I don't know if this screams drip to me. This screams no. normal. <laughs> the the jacket I think is probably the best part, and the jacket popping out color scheme is kinda weak. Mm-hmm. Everything else is kind of like weird and out of place. Like why would he wear wooden shoes that i guess are traditional wooden shoes but also wear some joggers that's weird like might as well just wear some really nice jogger shoes that's you know see you say weird but he's supposed to be normal so it's kind of contradictory to the whole (laughs) it's not it's not normal at all and it's like everything about his whole fit is weird so honestly it's this is the first weakest outfit i think from what we've done already this one's weak i'm gonna say one and a half Badoofs out of five. I, I I can agree with that. One and a half. I because I everything just every this is not put is not well put together. It's just weird. Yeah. And he's meant to be the normal type. Even Whitney, the normal type gym leader from from Gold and Silver, was like at least styling on him. <laughs> yeah, that's it's just it's just it doesn't work for me. Yeah, not at all. Darn, we had to have one bad. I mean, like Watson <laughs> wasn't like awful. It wasn't like necessarily drip though. No. But like we had to have like a truly just whatever one, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, it's it's, think, it's it's whatever. I think next week is Winona, who's definitely got a, an interesting look, like some like stuff we haven't seen before. So um, mm-hmm. that that'll be next week. For right now, though, that's probably enough for this week. Uh, I'll probably talk about my destiny 2 spring cleaning uh next week because mm-hmm. i i'm getting ready for lightfall so I, I i finally decided to like empty out my vault so maybe we'll start with that next <laughs> week um <laughs> let me tell you that vault was full <laughs> um but for right now robert would you say we have handled a nintendo direct special episode yeah that should wrap up this week Alrighty. As always, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts. And unlike last week, I will not forget to say please uh, 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 rate and review, download an episode, and subscribe. Um, and you can also listen to us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And mm-hmm. there's not much left to say except for our famous video game quarter of the week. And that is from a character from a game that has a TV show and also a sequel and a remaster that costs $70. And a re-remaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A oh, yeah, the re-remaster. I'm sorry, that costs yeah. $70. You know what else costs $70? Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, Ellie, we really are the God Eater 2 Rage Bursts. So we will see you guys next time. Bye. Later. Later.